That's the thing I learned about like being in the photography business. It's like if you can do video editing, photography, of course, do some editing and then also make up graphic design. You're like the ultimate you're right. on, like on top of the game. Be able to do it all yourself and not try to have to export that to other people. I know that'd be that would be like a fun thing to do yeah. is to actually like do whatever I want yeah. and it would be kind of like a one man team. But at the same time, it's like. Oh gosh! It definitely it's cut so down hard. on costs. I would imagine, you know. In a way, it, yes, because everything I'll be doing it by myself. But you know, cost your time, unfortunately. Yeah, because you know, going to FedEx, working at night, yeah. come back home, sleep, get up. Even though we're working work. such like little hours, it's still like you want to. It's yeah. hard to do anything when you get off work. It know? is because you know when you're exhausted, it's like, especially last night. I didn't get. I only got like three hours of sleep. It was rough because you know I was I was so used to like getting my schedule. It, pretty much the night before, I was kind of like, you know, we started late, mm-hmm. like at four thirty. Her, yeah, I started. I went. Weekend was really weird how late we started. Yeah, well, because the yeah, it's kind of nice though because we actually got there in time. Like the trailers got there at a certain amount of time. We didn't have to wait. Yeah, because that's where we we started yeah. an hour early, so that killed that waiting time. Mm-hmm. And it was just it was just crazy because you know they sent everybody home. They only kept like one team. Mm-hmm. And so it was just kind of interesting seeing like, cause that hasn't happened be, like in a long time. I don't know if you heard that other, like the last time that happened was we didn't finish till like nine. Yeah. There's that one that's like, why don't you just call sort if it's just one trailer that's going to be like that I know. many hours late. But I mean, I even talked to like Chad about it and he's like, well, since we're here, we can do it. And plus we have to fulfill like a customer. Right. Right. Yeah. I'm like, like there's no. a, you know, one of those boxes are express or, or, uh, you know, they could also be like, oh, it's going to be here this time. And then it gets to that time. Oh, it's going to be another 30 minutes. So they think it's not going to be that long when it ends up being hours instead. Mm. Um, but I mean, it kind of makes sense. Also, uh, my grandma, she gets a lot of food, uh, cat uh, food and stuff through, uh, through FedEx and she's constantly complaining about stuff. So I just like <laughs> seeing the, the customer perspective, like, uh. Not that it's exactly right or anything, but you know, you that's how they feel and that's what the company sees. Mm. You know, when that uh that last little snow or ice happened where uh we we didn't get any we had that day off or whatever, we had to take the day off. Oh and yeah, then, like during Christmas. I think the next day was a holiday also where we, Yeah, we had to work Christmas Eve. Yeah, that was an interesting thing. Well, it was actually just like a month or so ago when I was where it wasn't too long ago where it was it just snowed or whatever. Or the, oh. the ice or whatever. That that ice storm that we had. Yeah. That was that was Christmas Eve. Was it that yeah. long ago? Oh, oh the, I guess okay. Actually, no, Christmas Eve wasn't that long ago. Because I remember we had like uh, barely in February. Yeah, I know we're barely touching February. It's crazy how time is flying by. Because mm-hmm. because we had that day. You know, it was great. Because all of us were like, especially like in that group chat, like with Marilyn and like everyone else. It's it's like I was pretty much. You know, getting texts like you know, like pretty much everyone's like waiting for the call because there was like you know, since we're getting that that snow, that ice rain, mm-hmm. you know, we're like, is it are we gonna go to work? I wasn't thinking much of it. I knew I was gonna start a little bit later, so I had time. I was hanging out with some friends like in Salem, right? And then I got a text from Maryland saying like, hey, you know, sorts canceled tonight. Spread the word. I'm like, Sweet. right. It was nice that she sent that in that group chat. I wonder how she got the. I mean, probably just called ahead or something like that. I'd imagine. Yeah, but it, it's yeah because we're pretty much we had to wait on Frank too. That's like kind of like he's like the main right. like the main guy, and that's one of the reasons why we stayed late that one time was because Frank is like the district. It was because this yeah. trailer was from California, so pretty much it's like the Pacific or like the West Coast mm-hmm. head guy. 
was actually like pretty much he had like pretty much was like the person that Frank had to talk to like mm-hmm. should we do this or not and so right. that's when he gave the calls like yeah we guys are you know, unloading them like yeah why? Why? I mean at the end of the day it probably only costs I mean it had a what a you gotta think about everybody on the belt lines too probably cost them for two hours worth a couple thousand dollars for everybody mm-hmm. compared to I, I don't know the probably the obviously the logistics for out where it's made more sense for them to do that that trailer that day yeah, well, because apparently, because now, like, I don't know if you heard that, they're combining, like, regular freight with Express, like, ground and Express, they're combining okay. them, because... Might give us more hours? Give us more hours. We're pretty much going to be, like, doing what we did with a uh, bulk, but with, but doing it all inside. Okay. Yeah, no Moby. Again. No, mo- nice. no Moby. We don't have to do it outside Moby, uh-huh. which is kind of nice. So. Yeah, I bet that's really nice with you switchers. I mean, the Moby docks are still out there, right? Yeah, they're still yeah, out there. So the, the, for two years, two years later. You never had to put anything on those doors, did you? No, I came in afterwards. That's good. That's and good. so, so <clears throat> although I look back and like, those hours would have been sweet. It's yeah. Just, like, well, the thing is, I was going to school at the same time. I was doing other things, so it's like I couldn't commit to it. So I was just like, I had to yeah. like get out of there. I bet as a... As a switcher during that time, they're getting tons of hours. I remember I would get like ten hours a day sometimes, uh, just as a package handler without coming in early. Or I mean, I'd go out to Moby, so I'd get the extra hour, hour and a half, mm-hmm. or whatever. But with the peak, you know, you get you get close to ten hours. And I imagine being a switcher, you damn near a ten hour or a twelve hour shift, you're making oh, yeah. tons of money. Oh man, you were just making bank. And then it's just like it was kind of nice getting those hours, just like but like during especially during peak, it's like. You know, seeing those checks get bigger mm-hmm. and bigger and bigger, and now it's like... And they're weekly, too. And they're weekly. That's, like, the big thing I love about it. It's, like, it's weekly, and now mm-hmm. it's, like, we're barely, barely, barely scraping by. Kind yeah. Of yeah. And so... Definitely have to have something else to hold yourself over. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. You know, that's why I'm hoping to run into Mr. Beast, you know? Yeah, right. That'd be great. That'd be great. <laughs> if only. Yeah, he's if out only. here helping people. I know. Like, this last video, he, he helped, like, a thousand blind people get, like, yeah, their side back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I saw a clip where he had one patient look at the, you know, the eye chart. Mm-hmm. But instead of having, like, the traditional uh, pattern, mm-hmm. it actually said he won $10,000 yeah. and the guy couldn't see it. He's like, yeah, I can't read it. Uh-huh. I saw the very beginning of that. I didn't end up watching the rest of the video, but I saw that part. I didn't see him, like, actually reveal it to him later on. Mm-hmm. And so, and, the, and that's a crazy thing, too, where they're talking about, because YouTube offered, the crazy thing about Mr. Beast, like, they offered him, like, YouTube offered him a $1,000, or not 1000 a billion dollar, like, contract kind of yeah. thing they offer him a billion dollars and he turned it down yeah and yeah. and he said like if you know if we go up to like 10 or 20 billion then i might consider it and i'm like holy crap that's quite a bit of money right and then there's this guy these two guys we're talking about there's one guy he's a business he's like one of those people that goes into business and stuff like that he actually broke it down where it's like you know, keep in mind, he has, like, the main channel, but he also has, like, five others. So, he has, like, six total channels. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the videos that each of them bring, like, the viewership. Mm-hmm. Like, one of the videos that's, like, over, like, 300 million. Mm-hmm. And then, like, divide that by, like, how much money it brings in and then all that kind of, And then multiply over, like, all the six channels that he brings. Like, it's, like, yeah. it's worth more than one billion. And I also saw a video that, uh, one thing that he mentioned, or Mr. Beast thing, is that, that I, uh, Saw a little video clip of him say one thing that he's realized is 
it's not just the videos that he put on his channels or the other channels. It's also the little clips that go on to TikTok, that go on to Instagram and the Facebook oh, yeah. Reels and all these different things that are also going to get a million views themselves for a little six-second clip. I know. Um, he, it was smart because he, like, he actually figured out the algorithm yeah. about it. And so it was just insane just to see how smart. Like, a lot of people hate on him, too, just because of, like, what he does. He just splurges around. And it's like, yeah. you know. like I mean, at least for the... I mean, some of it is pretty silly yeah. for some of the challenges he does with his friends. I mean, but he does do a lot of good stuff too. You know, mm-hmm. they've that blind stuff, and a lot of the time, I like watching all of those videos at the beginning where he was giving away the free cars or yeah. charging five cents for a car or making or giving someone twenty dollars and a car or have that fake uh, car lot or whatever, mm-hmm. and uh, various other things where he he seems pretty genuine. I, I mean, obviously, I've never you know. It could totally change behind the scenes if you in person or whatever. You never know if you ever meet the person, but um, seems very generally pretty uh, uh, genuine. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty legit. Cause that, cause I did like I seen some interviews of him too, where he does like he just doesn't. He's totally back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's not like you know like a structured person in terms of like he's like you know upstuck yeah. and everything. He's just like he just loves what he does. He yeah. genuinely loves what he's doing. Because he actually did try to go to college, and he just hated it. Mm-hmm. He hated it. And he was a good sport player, too, from what I heard. He was really good at baseball. And stuff. Yeah, that's the thing, too. I heard he was pretty good at baseball. Uh-huh. And he probably could have made, made some money doing that, but he just really likes those uh, doing the videos, and he cares more about, like, he can make at least a living with the videos, so why yeah. why take anything else, you know? Yeah, exactly. Well, and at this point, more than a, a living. Yeah, and so I don't know if you knew, you know like who Rob Durdick is, right? Yeah, yeah, I loved his shows growing yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, growing like when he was a kid, he actually he was a great soccer player. Like, oh, was lot, he? yeah, and so okay. you see videos of him like playing, like doing all the like going over, running up and down, stealing the ball, making all these tackles. I'm like, okay. this dude could literally play for the national team if he could have. Like he would have gone pro if he would have focused, right? If he would have pursued it, but then like I think when he was in junior high and high school, he found skateboard mm-hmm. and he just his life just changed forever. Once you find those things that you like and just want to stick with it, you know, and especially when, I mean, obviously skateboarding has been around forever, but it was getting real big around when he was that age kind of mm. thing. It was definitely one of the most popular things going around. So um, getting on board and the next big, big thing is, uh, you know, see why it's definitely caught his attention. Yeah. Like, he jumped on board and obviously it's worked out for the best for him. And I can understand too a bit because when I was in junior high, I got... Like it was, I got a good like good amount of influence of skateboarding. You know, mm-hmm. I played the Tony Hawk games. Yeah, I those played, things were so fun. I got some like you know Tony like pretty much not Tony like pretty much skateboarding shirts mm-hmm. and everything. And I was hanging out with my friends that skateboarded, mm-hmm. and so it's like I wanted to, but I never got into it. Well, yeah. one reason being my mom like was freaking out. Like if I get a skateboard, I'll probably break your neck or something, or you know, die. And uh-huh. she's like, "No, we don't get a skateboard." She like yells at me. I'm like, oh. "It's like one of the reasons why I didn't <laughs> get into it much." But you know, if I would have like you know got into more i would i wouldn't gone pro or anything but it'd be right. nice be yeah. decent ski bear have a good, uh, good hobby to have oh yeah oh yeah like that'd be cool to like you know do x games every summer right right sweet. even just knowing a few tricks that you can just do for fun or show yeah. off to your your younger siblings or whatever you know just for just for the fun of it yeah. um yeah i'm not i used i wanted to get into skateboarding i had a couple little ghetto skateboards and always tried but i could never i couldn't even freaking turn on the skateboard pretty much <laughs> Um, let alone trying to ollie or kickflip or anything crazy like that. Um, but longboards, I love longboards. Ooh, uh, I love I love bombing down hills on longboards and stuff because a bit more stability. You don't have to worry about mm. um, trying to worry about doing any tricks or anything like that. I know longboards are pretty much just for like cruising around. Yeah. those are like because a friend of mine, like this girl I went to school with, 
or like back in community college, she actually had brought in her longboard and mm-hmm. she was kind of like a, you know, very advent like longboarder. Mm-hmm. And so pretty much we were just hanging out because it was kind of like towards the end of the school year. It was just like we had nothing to do because we did like we were like the we were kind of like the campus, not like guidance counselors mm-hmm. in a way we were, but we we're pretty much kind of like kind of like in a way student resources mainly. Like you know if kid, if students have a questions, yeah, they come to us. And You're so, one of the the older like older we're, kids. Kind yeah, of thing. we're kind of like the mentors. That's what yeah. it was. It's like the mentors, and so. She brought it in. We went outside. Beautiful sunny day. And so I tried riding it a little bit. I was like, it, I was all right. But it's like we were in the parking lot. So it's like, I don't want to die. All right. Try to go down a hill or something. I'll yeah. Totally and, different. and the cool thing is she actually let this other kid like try it out. Like he was out there for like half an hour just That's cruising cool. around. That's and cool. so it was, it was pretty nice, cool design too. And it's like, and then she explains it like how she loved like longboarding. Like mm-hmm. it's a kind of like a thing that she does in, the, in like in her life, like yeah. outside of school. That's good. And I'm like, That's awesome. I love seeing people have hobbies. You know, mm-hmm. uh, there's there's so much distractions and things going on in life when people can actually take the time and do something they they generally genuinely enjoy, mm-hmm. and uh, always makes me happy to see people doing that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Especially if they can turn it into some way to make make money, make a living off it too, without yeah. without uh, ruining it. Yeah, that that's kind of the thing with like photography. It's like, well, that, well, in general, that's why I learned in like there's like the five hobbies, like one to help you be stay creative, one to keep you like you know. Ed, like educate yourself one to keep you active one to of course make you money and the one i keep forgetting this one but it's kind of like what is it it's like the five like the five rules or like the five things to like you know have like a hop five reasons why to have a hobby mm-hmm. but i can't i keep forgetting that one what it does but it's kind of like one of those rules that's like you have like always have a hobby for anything and mm-hmm. so that makes sense yeah it definitely will keep you more uh actively engaged in those you know if you're not having something you enjoy doing you're not going to generally take the time to go read a textbook to learn something Mm. unless you absolutely need it for whatever but if you can turn it into a hobby or something you enjoy you'll be learning all day every day yeah i know that's the thing too you never know like when the next big success because there's people that do this their hobbies Mm -hmm. just for fun and then all of a sudden they get noticed and they get recognized and they start blowing up right next thing you know it's the uh, next big thing or whatever. Like we are just talking about skateboarding. Yeah, like, no, like, well, I'm thinking, well, another good example is, like, Nirvana. Like, pretty much. Yeah, that grungy kind of style. That grungy, music. they just were playing in their garage. They were playing at home, and then they just went to, like, local bands, like, mm-hmm. local spots, and started playing. That's when they got noticed. They got recognized, and they just blew up. Around Seattle and stuff, yeah. Yeah. And they're so, such a good band. They're, they're a very legendary band, iconic. And so that's what, because that's what David Grohl he that's he commented he said that about like you know just do what you love no matter what you don't because a lot of people are like you know american idol when that was a thing yeah he you know he made a whole huge deal of like people were making a huge deal like i need to be on american idol for me to be noticed i need to be on tv right. or something like that to be recognized I'm to be noticed kind of thing. and that's when he started talking about it's like you don't need to american idol at all you just right. need to do what you know do what you love and build on it mm-hmm. and then that's when he said like look at nirvana look at my band like we actually went mm-hmm. we we're just idiots just playing around messing around not knowing what we're doing we did just, what we thought sounded good what we, we liked and yeah stuff. and so we stayed true to ourselves we ended up playing spots and and look at that yeah you know, they became are, iconic uh-huh, they are such a good band i uh i love the mtv unplugged album i'll listen mm. to that pretty often at work and uh that one, and then the <clears throat> Never Mind's always a good good album. <clears throat> Excuse me. Microphone. No, now I get that. Yeah, there's, yeah. And 
like the one out for me, like the one album I listen to is uh, Meteora by Linkin Park. That's a good one. Yeah, that's uh, a super that. good one. I know Hybrid Theory was like pretty much Linkin Park. Hybrid Theory was like introduced me to that genre. Yeah. To yeah. rock. A lot of people, a lot of people, especially when they did that little crossover with some of the, the rappers and yeah, stuff. Yeah, Jay-Z, they did with Jay-Z. And then Mike Shinoda did with uh, with Fort Minor. Mm-hmm. And they did their own thing, a little spinoff. Yeah. And so like Linkin Park, like, like Meteor was kind of like a... Like it just blew my mind because I just listened to I like I like every song on that album. It's like my favorite album. I ever. just real I used to listen to Fort Minor a decent amount in high school, and I just mm. like this year realized that he was the dude from Lincoln Park. Yeah, I never knew that until my roommate told me. I was like, "Are you kidding me? How did I not know this?" Like I've listened to both of them for so yeah. long. I'm kind of wondering if they're gonna do like a second one because I well, I don't think Fort Minor was. I think it, it was a band, but was, when I look at the track list, it's more like collaborations with like other artists. Okay, yeah, they, I can only think of a handful of songs that. Yeah, like that they had. like where'd you go? Yep. Remember the name? Mm-hmm. And there's a couple other ones too. I remember listening to it a lot before uh, we had a morning run before wrestling practice mm-hmm. or before school for wrestling, and I listened to a lot of Linkin Park and Fort Minor and stuff like that back in. Uh, before practice or before running those days. Yeah, and so like I list like even when I was a freshman in high school, uh, Meteora was like my not my go to CD that I listened Heck to. Yeah. Put on the CD player, lock you know, put on my headphones, walk through mm-hmm. the halls. Heck yeah, it was so nice, so nice. And so now it's like, you know, like you know they have so many albums now. Like they say they're like unfortunately with Chester Bennington like passing away, mm-hmm. dude. It sucks. Like when yeah. I first saw it, I it's, was like, "It's awful, dude." I was so heartbroken. I was like, "Are you serious?" Like this is like the band. Like he was uh-huh. like one of the main singers that got me He's into like rock and so many people. Kind and of thing. So, and, and so, uh, no, go ahead. Oh, no, no, I was saying, just saying about how he influenced so many people, and you don't realize people have those demons and things happen, and you know, to the people we don't even realize it's going to happen to. Exactly, and so. It's like, but Mike Shinoda teased like they're gonna bring out more albums. They're gonna make more, or they're gonna release more material. Unless it's like stuff like kind of how like they did with Mac Miller's like posthuman stuff that they had already recorded yeah. before he passed, kind of thing, and they're just now getting it out. I could see that potentially. I mean, it is interesting because but... like the the method that Linkin Park did, they'll release an album every eighteen months, mm-hmm. and that's like pretty much like well, like a year and a half. But it's like if you look at it, it's like every two years. Mm-hmm. So unless they were working on something, because I forgot which album it was. It was 2017 when you, when Chester passed away. I think it was like Hunting Party. Mm-hmm. Like a few, like pretty much in that spring, they just released one song. They collaborated. It was really good. But I can't remember what, like what album they just, I think it was like Hunting Party. That's mm-hmm. the one. Or like it was a different one. Yeah, I'm not super familiar with a lot of their or stuff before he right before he passed. I'm used to the the stuff like in the early two thousands mm. or whatever, like you're saying when you were a freshman and I'm sure I was in high school or middle school or whatever. Uh, 2003? I started in high school in two thousand ten. I graduated in two thousand fourteen. So oh, gosh. ten years after Yeah. After that oh I graduated. Gosh. So you're like eight probably? Nine? Yeah, or, yeah eight. Yeah, it would have been right eight, on eight seven, or nine. Yeah. So third, fourth grade. There you go. There you go. And so, God, it gives me a different perspective seeing that. Uh-huh. It's like, you know, hanging out, with, hanging out with you guys, and then all of a sudden it's like right. you're the age perspective. It's Yeah. Um, it's weird weird to think about how, how, but like, once you get to a certain age, like, you pretty much just get along with anybody, you yeah. know? You know, it doesn't seem any different hanging out with you. I don't feel like I'm hanging out with anyone too significantly older than me or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, honestly, I thought, 
you were probably closer to our age than, than the first time I ever heard your age kind of thing. Yeah, it's like, it's like, well, you can be more relatable. It's like, especially Miranda. Mm-hmm. She beats me by six months. Really? That's crazy. I don't, I don't like, even th- think that. Yeah, I, sometimes I forget, too, because we're born, I think we passed her birthday or today or this month's her birthday month. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it just blows me away. It's like, she beats me like, like that short amount of time. But I don't see her that, you know, like. Right, like, right. Like, it's, we're the same age. It's more like... You both seem younger than you are, but it's still also, like, it's weird to me that you guys are the same age. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? You both seem younger than you are, but at the same time, it's like, you guys seem like different ages. Yeah, that's the thing, too. It just it just throws me off, too. Even Laura, she's actually a couple years older yeah. than me, and uh-huh. so it's just, like, doesn't, like, doesn't make sense at uh-huh. all. So it just kind of throws me off a little bit. And that makes so. sense. I can mainly, like... I can see Laura being about your age because I know your age now. But like, if I didn't know your age, I thought you'd be closer to me. But I, Laura looks about her age or so and acts yeah. acts like it. She's very motherly or whatever. Yeah, uh, well, something you, you know, she's great, really hard worker, or whatever. Really like working with her, but uh, you can definitely tell that like she's been a mom for a long time. Yeah, she has two kids, two kids, I think, and I think it's three, three, and then like there's like two step. Okay, maybe you're right about that. Maybe it's two and two. Two and two. Yeah, wow. something like that. Because, yeah, with her husband now. Because she was married before. Now she's married with this one. Yeah, she's been married to this guy since pretty much... She's been with him since she's been at FedEx. But they got married shortly after they got at FedEx, I believe. Really? That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. They were only together for like a year or two. If I'm, if that, No, less than a year before they got married, I believe. Mm, I, yeah, I met him when we were during that long Christmas Eve. I met uh-huh. him. He's a really nice guy. Yeah. I like him a lot. Same thing with Miranda's husband. Mm-hmm. I pre- it's just interesting just unloading with those guys. Yeah, it's I like... didn't get a chance to talk to her, her husband, but uh, uh, Laura's husband, he uh, he gave me this little like, fire starter kit kind of thing because I was getting into hiking and uh, backpacking and stuff okay. uh, when me and Laura worked out in a, in a movie together, and that's something Laura's really into is hiking, and her mm-hmm. uh, husband's really into it also. Um, I still have it in one of my drawers at home. I don't oh. go hiking nearly as much as I, I want to anymore, but... Uh, yeah, he gave me this little cool little fire starter kit that you can start a fire with whatever, where, or with everything in there, where, uh, no lighter or anything, you know, it has a flint and oh, that's pretty cool. whatever else you need. Um, I would have to look into exactly how to use it. I mean, I'm sure I could probably figure it out if it came into the situation I needed to, but um, probably a good idea to look it up ahead of time. <laughs> yeah, you know? <laughs> you know, figure it out. Like, well, it's no better way to learn it than being on the spot. You right, know, right. <laughs> Because a buddy of mine, he was like walking around hiking in the mountains with his dog, uh-huh. and he had his gun on him, and he's like, and there's and there's an area like well known like where bears and like cougars kind of like prowl around kind of mm-hmm. thing, and so pretty much it's like okay before I get started because I think he was like good time he had like a good amount of time into the hiking trail, and so what are you doing? He was like checking out the gun like see if it's loaded, see like you know. If it's like ready to go, mm-hmm. and apparently it wasn't, it was it kind of jammed on on him because he was uh-huh. like like cocking it, and the the round wouldn't go in and uh-huh. everything. So he's like figuring it out. It's like, and you just sit there like, good thing I'm figuring this out now, right? When I don't have to use it, right? Cougar or something roll up on you, yeah. Because you know the things like those things are invisible. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's insane because there's like. Like, back home, we have, like, this park outside of town, Moore Park, and then there's, like, residential area, mm-hmm. and it's, like, in the middle of the woods. And so there's, like, growing up, there's stories about people seeing cougars in their front yards, just hanging out, chilling. Yeah. Like, a buddy of mine, I actually went to this kid I used to do cross-country with. We did, like, uh, we hung out after cross-country practice, and he said, like, yeah, one of, one of his neighbors was just had, like, a cougar just chilling so scary, in, in, the, in the front yard. I'm That'd like... so scary. 
And the, and the crazy thing is, like, they're up in the trees, too, so you don't see yeah, them. Yeah, You don't see them at all. You're just walking by. You just, like, you know, the only way to find out is, like, if you see a deer, just, like, fall. Cause, Pretty you know, much, right? See, see some deer carcasses, or, you know, something's up, or a paw print or something. Yeah, and so, there, and then I all heard stories, too, where people actually get hurt because the deer carcasses actually oh, really? land on them. That'd be nuts. Like, what deer's like what 500 pounds or something like oh that oh my gosh they're Huge. like insane they're heavy and the thing is you know those cats are strong too they carry them up yeah and their jaws and just mm-hmm. climbing climbing the tree and i've yeah. seen photos of like them like their back muscles uh-huh. like they're just flexing i'm like dude right <laughs> holy right. crap they don't you don't see the animals flex too often but when they do it's like man what the hell like, and that's and that's a crazy it's thing. Crazy. It's, it's natural to them too. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you know, it's like, you know, I'll right. grow into it kind of thing because yeah. I have to. And so it's just like oh constantly God. being active and hunting and living their life um, essentially. In the in the moment kind of thing. Because mm-hmm. uh, a, fr- a family that I know, they actually knew someone that actually killed a cougar. Mm-hmm. And then right around the area, they actually found a, a deer carcass. Oh, really? So pretty much it just hunted. It was a fresh kill too. Uh-huh. Like a couple, like probably like a couple hours. Mm-hmm. It's like a final meal on death row. Pretty much, yeah, pretty much, yeah. Because and the, unfortunately, they couldn't take the they couldn't take the deer because it's not like your kill. It wasn't uh-huh. like they didn't have a tag or anything for it. Or... Like, I, well, they did have a tag, but they couldn't claim it because oh, okay. it wasn't their kill. It was Makes more like sense. the animal kill. So uh-huh. it's, it, I don't know. It's like a weird thing. Right, they could potentially get in trouble for it. Yeah, be safe and sorry. Yeah, and so, but but interesting thing enough though is like if you find another like a deer rack, mm-hmm. like you actually can claim it. Yeah. If it died on its own, I think it's, I think if it's, if it's died on its own, you're good. But if it's like, if a cougar killed it, you can't take it. Okay. Kind of, it's a, it's a weird, I forgot what the, exactly the rules were, but, mm-hmm. but, you know, it's kind of like a, I, I think it counts as poaching in a way because you're actually taking two animals at once uh-huh. kind of thing. I think yeah. that's what the rule is. Yeah. Probably just being worried that you're taking a food source. I mean, I mean, you already killed the cougar though. So I don't know. I know. It's all of those weird laws that are kind of kind of funny gray areas and such. Yeah, that's what Cody and I talked about last time. It's uh-huh. just like all these like checks and balances and red tape. And it's mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh. Right, it's right. Like... You, it, you know, there's got to be some kind of regulations and stuff. But like, I get... my biggest problem with regulation and stuff, like who's in charge of these regulations? How mm-hmm. are they not going to be corrupt? And how much are, how long are we going to pay attention to make sure that they're not corrupt? And yeah. as soon as we get comfortable everybody stops paying attention to the people in power and that's how it becomes corrupt. That, that's why I'm kind of glad Oregon's fighting back a little bit because California's passing laws like crazy left mm-hmm. and right without even thinking twice about it. And it's yeah. like, and it's like so glad it's, you know, cause unfortunately a lot of people are leaving the West coast, mm-hmm. you know, you know, the one main spot's Texas, uh-huh. but Oregon's actually like being good on it too. Or it's like, no, this is Oregon's pretty balanced. Cause I mean, they have all of like, other than the Metro areas that are very conservative in Oregon. Um, so it has a really good balance where like your big cities are all very liberal and have their ideas. And you have your, your Eastern and your more conservative rural kind of areas. Um, mm-hmm. and they kind of balance off each other, uh, much as they may hate one another or say they hate mm-hmm. one another. Uh, I feel like it's, Maybe not the best dynamic in the world. It gets a little dynamic. It gets a little intense at times. But uh, I feel like I don't know. I feel like we're all having a hard time with getting out to getting down to the table and having a conversation with one another each yeah. side or whatever. Yeah. But um, I don't know. That's I feel like that's a big thing because everybody is just like so dead set on their opinions with it that they can't hear the other side of their mm-hmm. opinion. So um, are, like for are like you for guns or against? Yeah, I, I'm for guns. Um, I mean. 
I think there should be some kind of regulation oh, yeah, of this stuff, of you know. Uh, but at the same time, it's almost like America's a lost cause. Like I heard, I listened to some of yours and Cody's podcast, how there's um, so many guns for, you know, each American have so many guns. It's almost a lost cause because like, of course, a criminal is going to be able to get a gun. There's so nah. many of them. They're so, they're so abundant. Um, so we're, if the criminals are going to get them, I want them kind of thing, you know, yeah. uh, like you guys were saying. And also, you know, on the more kind of, I don't know, sinister is the right word, but like, you know, how much can you trust the government? Yeah, I don't know. That's the thing, too. You can, like, that's why I talk to, like, some people. It's like, you you know, the government's there to, to at least uh, establish some, like, mm-hmm. some rules. Something right. like, okay, we're good. You guys can do whatever you want. But here are some, like, some checks and balances. That everybody and, agrees on are too far. And, you know, these these are, like, killing you can't kill because we all agree on that. Yeah. Right? Like, right? Yeah. And stuff like that. That's a good thing for a government or you know, accumulating our funds into resources. Like, I mean, in fact, we went to good resources like fixing our roads and stuff. That'd be great. Yeah. You know, taxes are not the worst idea in the world if they're actually used for things properly, properly instead of lining, you know, checkbooks yeah. and sending missiles to wherever and what yeah. you know. Um, yeah, and so because like a couple of years ago, I actually got like called up for like jury duty. Mm-hmm. Great thing, you know, in a way for me as an American, it's like great thing to do. Yeah, but it's the craziest thing to actually be part of because we watched like this like video to actually introduce like the process mm-hmm. like you've been like if this is your first time you know welcome to like the courtroom like welcome uh-huh. you know this is your first time or like being called up for jury duty and stuff like that and at the end of the video there's like one part that says like or it said like keep in mind you might send someone to death yeah and it's like holy crap <laughs> i have this much power right now but it's a big group of people yeah you know, it's, they, they have to be unanimous in that kind of stuff i believe also yeah like, even if one person's no it's you know, you have to all be unanimous, and that's my understanding of it. I've never gone through the whole process of it. Yeah, I only got to like the ch- like pretty much to the courtroom for them to like explain what was going on, mm-hmm. because on the because I just pretty much what you did when I got there, you had to fill out the paperwork. I'm like, okay, name, date, how far are you driving, all that kinds mm-hmm. of stuff, and then at the back, the last page, it was like, how do you feel about like sexual assault or rape? And I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's kind of gave me an idea of what this. Uh, trial was going to be at mm-hmm. and I explained and here's a cra- there's like a little backstory too because because I filled it out it's like I'm good and I did an explanation like I may not be qualified to serve this mm-hmm. because I got the I got the thing in the mail later like hey I got called up mm-hmm. and then I'm like great and then so my date was like a month later but yeah. during that time I actually checked on like the because they're on the website you can actually look online see who's like in court or who got arrested like their mm-hmm. mugshots and stuff like that and I was looking around, and I saw one dude, like one of my good friends from high school. Oh no! Online, I'm like, "There's no way." What if this is the guy? What if this is the one I get up? That's the thing too, because it was like it was pretty much a list. It doesn't show you like the photos; it just shows you the list of the names. Mm-hmm. And I saw his name. I'm like, "There's no way." I clicked on it. It was him. Oh no! Same, and it was like the same counts as like trial that I, that was going on. Like mm-hmm. I was called up for. It was a different guy. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, at the time, I was thinking, like, what if I get him? Right. Like, what if, your... you know, it'd be like, what is it? What is it called? Like the, oh, what is it? Like the, oh, I cannot. I just had it today. The indifference thing where it's like, oh, I cannot think of it. But the thing is, it's like, what if I get him? And it's like, I can't do anything. Right. Because... You can't think about it in a non-biased way because you have a relationship with him. Yeah. And so, and I'm thinking, and then I looked up all the dates of like what happened and all the things that like what he did. And it's like, 
This was like when we were in high school. Ooh, not fine. While our senior year, I remember he was doing all this, and we went to church together. We grew up youth group, you know, doing all this stuff. And it's like, I remember him telling me all these kinds of like things, and I'm like, I can't take you seriously now because it's like, some dude, people hide it so well. Some they do hide it so well. I remember it's not nearly as serious as the stuff that uh, this guy's go- we were talking about. But uh, when I was working at Taco Bell this last time, I had a buddy. I go out drinking with him a lot. He's a pretty cool guy. Mm. I hired him at Taco Bell years ago. Got him a job at this one that I was working at again after he got out of the military, and uh, he ended up getting fired because uh, he had HR complaints of almost all the underage girls uh, having complaints about him flirting and not taking no for an answer. Mm. And never once had did that in front of me. I mean, he had, you know, uh, mm. yeah, he never, especially towards the underage girls, never once did that in front of me. Or maybe I was distracted with the million one things I was doing at Taco Bell, but he never once gave me the sexual predator kind of like mm. not take no for an answer kind of vibe. And, uh, but once you start listening to these girls and hearing what he's, you know, there, it's too many for it to not be true kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and it's like, man, this is a guy that I, considered a friend i stuck my neck out here got this guy a job it's almost like reflects on me kind of thing like mm-hmm. i don't want to associate myself with this kind of person i don't want to associate yeah. myself i can't take take a no for an answer to any girls let alone you know minors or people in general it doesn't have to be male female whatever but yeah. you know you know people that can't take no for an answer in those situations it's it's a uh, gross behavior and i didn't want to associate associate myself with him anymore and i haven't since you know i yeah. avoid talking to him as much as possible yeah, because like conflict, conflict of interest. That's mm-hmm. the, that was the phrase I was trying to remember. Yeah, yeah, and so it was just like it was so crazy too because what because I said no and then they called you in mm-hmm. like to pretty much ask you why and then it's like we went to the we went into this conference room like me and like ten other people and they called me out mm-hmm. and they sat me in the courtroom. I didn't know what was going on because it was like it was just a judge. Mm-hmm. And then I realized I'm like. I was just sitting there waiting for the judge because, you know, they pretty much ask you, like, why do you feel you don't, you know, you're not, uh, you know, you feel uh, comfortable doing this. Mm-hmm. And I explained to him, like, well, I thought it was going to be one of my friends. You know, I explained him because he's pretty much the same scenario. Mm-hmm. And that's when I realized it was, like, actually the trial of the guy, the, the whole setup was right there. Mm-hmm. Like, the guy that's, like, the defendant, his uh-huh. lawyer, or... Yeah, the defendant, his lawyer, and then the prosecutors, uh-huh. and they're and like the they're all here listening to you. Kind yeah, of thing. and I'm just sitting there. I'm like, holy crap, this is a, this is actual scene. This is it. This is the setting. This is actual judge. Right. And I'm just like, I just realized what's going on. I'm like, oh my god, uh-huh. <laughs> kind of made me nervous a little bit. Right, right. And I explained to him like, you know, conflict of interest. You know, same scenario, the same like, uh, same prosecutions, like same thing like this guy's doing. And it's like that's why I was kind of like you know, why, why, that's why I said no. And he's like, okay, well, not that, and then the lawyer, like the guy's lawyer is like, no, well, now that you know that's not him, do you feel comfortable? I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm like, all right, you're good to go. I'm like, sweet. Nice. And so, but thing is I didn't get up, I didn't get up getting picked. For, so I was checking in. I got picked one time, but I was able to get out of it, thankfully. Mm-hmm. Um, I had gotten a speeding ticket not mm-hmm. too long before that. And I had my court date, like in the middle of the trial, like the second day of the trial. <laughs> or whatever, and I was like, "Well, I'm not going to come in whatever day for because of court." And the judge kind of like talked me out of it for a second, but I was just like so dead set of not doing it. Mm. And so he was like, "Okay, whatever, just go." I was right. like, "Hell yes!" <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Gosh, that's so nice. Yeah, I went down into the little courtroom, but there's nothing like how you were saying how there's prosecutors and stuff. There was none of that. It's an empty courtroom other than the yeah. juries and the, the jurors in the back. 
and yeah. then the court or the judge in the front. No, because when I went there, they called a hundred people. Yeah, like oh, at least that's the process. Did you go into like a different room first, and they give you like that video and a whole spiel or whatever? Yeah, that's the, that was the thing. That was like the or, they, or, that was orientation, uh-huh. pretty much. And you then just they pick like, out fifteen or so or whatever. Yeah, know, they had to go, they pick out hundred people. Even when I was walking in, there's actually a few people that I knew too. Yeah, and so from like from like community college or from like mm-hmm. around town, and it's just seeing that process of like you know they call in community thing, and it's like. Just narrowing it down too, uh-huh. because pretty much when they got into that courtroom, when I got called out, like try to go into that courtroom, it was filled. It was completely yeah. filled, and so from there they called it, and the trial lasted like a month really? for that guy, not my friend, but that guy. That, and that kind of thing, like it sucks. That, like they do compensate you a little bit, but compared to how much like most people make, mm. make you know, like you can't pay your bills with what they're compensating you for that. Yeah. It's such a, an important thing that you want to do. You know, having you want to be judged by a jury of your peers. You know, it's mm. one of the fundamental things for, in America. Uh, but like to take the time to do it out of your life, it's also like, man, do I really want to do jury duty? Yeah, <laughs> you know? it's crazy. Yeah, because that's what happened to this other guy. I guess he was like whacked out of his mind. He was like high on drugs. He was like, he had a chainsaw, and he's like, start. He was like in the middle of like one of our busiest streets, just swinging around, coked out of his mind or something. Oh, yeah. You know, okay, unfortunately, you know, fortunately, it didn't go too crazy. They didn't end up shooting him or anything. They that's just good. they finally able to control him and arrest him. Escalate, hopefully. Yeah, it escalated really well. And thing is, one of my friends, she was actually there. She was actually driving by as everything was going down. Mm-hmm. And then she got called for jury duty for him. Oh, really? That's and crazy. so the whole process was like, nuts. yeah, it was crazy. So the whole process, like, you know, they finally were able to like, okay, we find him guilty, all that kinds of stuff. I saw him do it. I know what happened. <laughs> I know, right? It's like, yeah, I was there. I was there. If you, you know, roll back the camera footage, there I am. <laughs> but so what ended up they they kind of did a dick move on her too because okay. what ended up happening was like they didn't no one else wanted to do the reading so they pretty much just handed it to her I was like okay you're you're, uh-huh. you're doing it and you so get it's like, it I'm like are you this like, sucks when you're like one of those people that can't like say no in those situations and you get stuck with something you really don't want to do yeah it's even harder too because she had to look him dead in the eye mm-hmm. like pretty much as she's reading she had to look look at the judge and look at him and the and, you know. The whole courtroom tell him like he's found guilty. Right. We come to this conclusion, all this stuff, and it's like, oh my gosh, it's yeah. insane. It's intense. I bet. Yeah, it would definitely be really crazy. I remember doing like mock trials and stuff in uh, uh middle school. Yeah, middle school, school. I did the same Got thing. Classes. Uh, I think it was like the witch trials and stuff that we did, like okay. mock trials for and stuff. It was, oh. it was fun. Oh. Okay. Yeah, because for us, we actually did. We did a mock trial, but like on a real case. Uh-huh. It oh, was really? it was crazy because, oh, what was it? It was like this kid. It was kind of like a murder, but suicide at the same time, which is weird, because there's this guy, this kid. He's pretty much he got his dad's gun mm-hmm. or like his rifle, and he tried. He was like, oh, he, I guess him and his dad got into like a beef. Mm-hmm. and so he got like an argument and so they're like you know what? i'm gonna kill my dad so he pretty much grabbed his rifle like went into his room started loading it mm-hmm. he's like okay i'm ready to go and i guess like the dad was just like i'm not, like i'm trying to remember because it's just so long ago apparently like him and, the, and him and the wife were like got into an argument because like the you know it wasn't a great structured family like the dad yeah. was like so explosive he didn't have a great temper and so the kid was like i'm gonna kill my dad today mm-hmm. i'm like i don't care i'm like i want him gone you know, he was so down and out of it, so depressed. Uh-huh. And so what ended up happening was, um, uh, what, like, he couldn't do it. So it's like, you know what, I can't do this. I, I need to escape. 
And so it pretty much, I guess they're like living in the apartments and he tried to go up on the building, jumped off. And I guess the, the dad found the rifle, got a hold of the rifle, shot, tried to shoot the wife, missed. And as the kid was falling, the bullet hit him. <laughs> the fucking and I'm just like, like, and I'm just like, holy crap. Can you imagine just being in those situations? And, and the thing is, it's like, you don't know what to do. Oh, I can't miss that. All right. Where goes that idea? <laughs> <laughs> it happens. Okay. A, I mean, I'm sure you got some at least uh, good footage on there to help you with editing and stuff. Oh, yeah. I got, I got that with Cody, too. I got a memory, bigger memory card for it, too. But you know what? I, I think I know what the new solution is. I actually need to get, like, a wall adapter mm-hmm. and plug it in. And Makes so, sense. Yeah, because, don't have to worry about batteries or anything. Yeah, because the crazy thing is, like, what it reads. It reads, like, okay, you have this much time to record because the battery... Mm. And then you have a good amount of space, but you need like a bigger, stronger battery. So. Does it record pretty well? It's a pretty good quality. Yeah, it's video. Good, quick, decent, good quality. Even though this kind of counts as like a entry level mm-hmm. camera, but it's still good quality. Nice, nice. So. Yeah, I've been looking to. I think I was talking to you before about getting a camera at some point because I, yeah. I was doing the hiking and stuff, and getting something that records well would be yeah. would be nice. Um, but even the entry level ones are kind of yeah. kind of expensive. Yeah, that's like the photo I took with it. Oh yeah, I remember. I remember those days. The uh, that was a good time. I was off doing something. I don't know. Yeah, like that was like that was like that's when we were 2020. taking That was when we were taking pictures for the calendar. Huh? Yeah. yeah, our for our pretty much. I think our first. No, I think it's our second year of doing. It was the second peak. peak yeah, yeah, the second, second peak. peak. So, yeah, and so pretty much I was telling everybody we need to recreate it, especially during the summer when it gets warm. We can all get together. Uh huh. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. I think I was listening to your your podcast and heard that. So. That would be fun. It definitely be fun. Maybe not at FedEx because no, never no, FedEx. no, no. <laughs> like uh, we can, we you know we can actually do it at a, a nice park when uh-huh. they're like nice lighting there. Yeah, no, that'd be great. That'd be fun getting together with everybody. I've like a uh, been talking to uh, Alex a lot at work about. Uh, it's really enjoyable getting together with you guys and stuff. Yeah. And uh, you know, you guys were talking. I don't know if you went with them. I think you did. I think. Saw the yeah, or in the pictures of the ice skating or whatever. Yes, um, yes. Everyone else was having a great time. I was like hugging the no, wall. <laughs> bro, I would have been the same. I would have gone. I would have been angry. <laughs> I'm like this. This fucking sucks. But I went. To, I went roller skating at a freaking what is that little uh, music park up towards Portland? Has a but anyway, I went roller skating one time and uh, I was just so bad. I got so embarrassed. I got so angry. I was like, I need to chill. I can't be doing this right now. Yeah, I remember in the third grade, I tried third or fourth grade, I tried rollerblading because we had a good rink uh-huh. at Skateland. That was like the legendary awesome. place. Uh-huh. It was great. Like you know, of course you have the roller rink, but you can also come in with skateboard too. Mm-hmm. I believe so because I remember watching this kid like he took his skateboard out, started uh-huh. doing like some flips That's and stuff cool. like that. And so I remember like trying to like catch my balance. I was like doing all right. And I like, then I got one point, I got some good balance. I'm like, yes, I'm about to like dominate. Then I tripped, twisted my ankle and just landed like hard on the ground. I was like, oh, this sucks. Rough. It can be so, because you have to do it on hard ground. Yeah. You know, you can't rollerblade on like soft grass or something like yeah. that. Um, it's kind of weird though. Like I remember my dad did roller bl- or roller derby for a few years. Oh, cool. Um, there's a little place in town that you can do roller derby at. And, um, he would be taking us to different roller rinks and stuff. And I, I was pretty good at roller uh, skating for, like, I was like 14 to 16. I got pretty good. And then I, uh, ended up dating this girl in my twenties and we go to that park, like I was talking about. And I was just so bad. I'm like, why, why can I not rollerblade anymore? Like what's happened to my skills over the last five years? 
No, no, but I, I, we were there for like an hour. So tor- oh, getting into the rink was so tricky. I, I don't even. The rest know, of the bro. the rest of the squad they just popped right in, uh-huh. and I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna fall uh-huh. underneath. I'm the just... whole idea of ice skating just stresses me out. I know, and I'm just seeing like these children like just running around, like not a care in the world. No, no, this one kid, he was made out of rubber. He would try, he would like skate and just fall, get back up, and keep going. I'm like, you're gonna die. You're gonna have a concussion by the end of this. I know, like he just got back up and just went for it. And so it was, it was great. I had a great time. I had a blast. And so, you know, Alex and Jay were like pretty much everyone was just teaching me how to like uh, ice skate. Mm -hmm. It was a lot of fun. So I got the hang of it towards the end. So it's like catching my balance and everything. Maybe you'll be a pro by the next time you go. (laughs) Pretty much, yeah. Uh, Like, you know, I was telling the gang, like, I need to invest in some roller skates, you know, just to get the hang Mm -hmm. of it, you know. And so. Yeah, they have somewhere in town. I have talked to my uh, neighbor. She actually just went roller skating the other the other night. Mm. Um, they're actually the same place that Marilyn took her kids. I don't know if you saw Mar- uh, or friends with Marilyn on Facebook. I am. I, just, um, I think I've seen it. I just can't remember where, though. Um, after Apparently, after the time that her kids went, uh, there's an all-adult, kind of where adults can go there and roller skate or whatever. Mm. And uh, my, my neighbor, which is uh, one of my best friend's wife, mm. uh, he... Uh, or she went and she likes roller skating a lot, so she went and had a had a good time doing that the other nice, night. Nice. Uh, one of the things that you can just pick up as a hobby, like I was saying earlier, I love seeing people have hobbies. It makes me happy, you know, yeah. you can get out there and do things like that. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty fun just seeing people, especially like for me, like skateboarding or not skateboard skating is kind of making a comeback too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. I remember it was a huge thing in the '90s. I wanted to skate, mm-hmm. couldn't afford the skates because mm-hmm. they're freaking expensive, mm-hmm. and plus I didn't know how, and so. And then my mom, being that mom, it's like, no, you're going to kill yourself. You're going to die. What if you roll out in the street? Uh-huh. And like, same thing with the scooter. I remember, like, everybody got the scooters. Mm-hmm. That was a huge thing. And then all of a sudden, my mom, I'm, like, in my room. And then all of a sudden, my mom just comes, like, see, this is why I'm not going to buy you. So apparently, this kid got killed. Because, like, he... It can be dangerous, so like you can understand what she's talking about, but like, like you know, they're like can't well, limit your kid's life at the same time. I too know, much. and so it's like because I guess he went on the street, and so apparently he wasn't wearing a helmet. I'm uh-huh. like, he got ran over. I'm like, and then my gotta, mom, yeah, my mom just went off on a huge that, tangent. That's fair. I mean, but at the end of the day, you gotta you gotta trust that you uh, raised your kid to be smarter than that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not that the kid was like, you know say anything bad about them like he was dumb or whatever mm-hmm. kids are kids and things happen but you know that's uh i have a younger brother that's like eight or nine mm-hmm. and uh obviously been there throughout his whole life and uh my parents especially my stepdad likes to baby him and uh really like either like do things for him or try to keep him away from anything that's like even remotely dangerous mm. even though like he's probably not going to get hurt during this but like the even the slightest chance like how your mom was like mm-hmm. oh no you can't do it and it's like you can't like yeah you can like i guess you could like limit them but at the same time like limiting those life experiences and yeah you know memories and you know as long as you're doing dangerous things in like a controlled environment i don't feel like oh, it's yeah. like it's how you learn, I feel like, a lot of the time. Yeah, because I look back at my childhood, I'm like, I'll never trade it at all. Because right. we lived out in Bonanza. Like, this is like kind of like a middle of nowhere in southern Oregon. Mm-hmm. And so, like, countryside. I mean, we wake up, we're, there's fields, like farm fields all over, the, like, everywhere. And then we have, like, the fields, and then, like, right next to us are, are like, the woods. Mm-hmm. And so, pretty much, like, I remember with my little BB gun, just walking around, shooting birds, squirrels, you know, cans and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Even, like, my, my brother, my older brother, and then... 
our friends that we had, we pretty much, that's what we did. We walked around. There's uh-huh. one time we kind of like stayed out a little late. We went too far and we uh-huh. had to come out late. <laughs> and I was walking through the backyard and my dad, as soon as I was walking by, my dad opened the window, went out, like try to take a look and see if he could find us. And I did a, a U-turn. I'm like, no, thank you. I don't want to get mad. Wait, wait till he's in bed. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And then he sees me. And I look over. He sees me like, what are you doing? Get inside. I'm like, okay. <laughs> He starts yelling at me and funny. everything. Like, are you serious? Why'd you guys go out uh-huh. that far? Like, yeah. you guys know there's coyotes out there. I'm like, yeah. I remember, it, like, I remember my mom one time. Like, I was like two. Apparently, I got up. I was like in diaper. I was like in a diaper, just walking around. And apparently, I just disappeared. Oh no! I was like, like my mom was like freaking out. Like, where is he? Where is he? And then my uncle. Out in the field, and just spotted me. He's like, "There he is!" And my mom is like running, just sprinting out there. It's <laughs> like, "Oh my gosh!" It's like, it's "She's like, what if a coyote brought you up?" I'm like, a two-year-old, not even a care in the world. No, I know. I was, I was hanging out. I was like, "Yo, this, this field is, is cool." That was awesome. It was great, you know. And so that's the thing too, where it's like they let us live outside, like in terms of like just be out there. Like mm-hmm. if you get hurt, like you know, that's on you, kind of thing. You know, especially my parents hard you know tough love kind of parents where it's like you know they'll tell you to stop or don't do anything and if you get hurt they'd be like didn't your I, own fault kind of like thing, didn't yeah. i just tell you like Literally. five times uh-huh. not to do that and then you know doing like that's what and, mm-hmm. and that's the thing too it's like that's what you get no 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 cry to me that's what you get exactly like go 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 sit down i'm like <laughs> exactly yeah no it's, that's i honestly feel like that's a really good way to go about it you know like there yeah you want to like show compassion and whatever in certain situations if they're like generally hurt from like an accident mm. or something or they're going through some kind of emotional pain mm. or whatever it may be but if they're just being stupid kids especially after you told them to do something mm. or not to do something and it's their own fault like mm. you get what you get bro it's yeah, not broken go away <laughs> exactly no and no like that's what some of the kids are today they're just like so baby like at least the families i hung out they're just like so overprotective mm-hmm. when they're like no they're fine like let and them be in reality kids can do so much like i'm amazed like my brother's nine and every time i hang out with him it's something new that he does that Mm. i'm like i hear like i'll do like phone calls with my mom whatever my mom has to help him with this or that and then he comes over to my house away from my mom and it's like he can do everything by himself completely competently and Mm. it's totally fine it's just that mom's there and you know he knows mom will do it for him kind of thing Mm. and uh that baby baby comes in a little bit but um you know, he is also pretty much an only child because me and my sister are both in our 20s. Yeah, you guys are moved out. Yeah, yeah. my sister lives in Idaho and I live here. and uh, So he's essentially an only child, so he definitely mm. gets all the attention, all you know, all the babying. And my mom will drop anything she's doing. To, you know, It's not like when you have two kids, you know, it gets overwhelming. When you have the one kid, you'll drop anything you do to go, mm. go do whatever for them, essentially. Yeah. And, uh, I worry for him on occasion, but overall, he's a good kid, so it's not not too bad. Nine. What grade is he in? Second or third. Third, I think. Third. Yeah, there has to be third, because he was born in... No, yeah. He was born in November, so he just turned nine. So I think he is third grade. Okay. That's cool. Cool. I get distracted, or get confused a lot. I got a lot of brothers that are... uh, One of them's 19 or 20 now, just graduated a couple years ago, and then I have... Six. I thought he was younger. Uh, my oh. sister has a uh, has a kid that's like pretty much essentially the same size as my my youngest little brother. Oh, that's six, okay. that's and he's only like three or four. 
and and my my brother is six and he's like this tiny little guy so i thought they were the same age this whole time because i don't really see them nearly as often as i'd like but no i get that it's like especially when you see them grow up like like you don't see them a whole lot Mm -hmm. and then you just see them again after quite some time that you see them like all grown up because that's how it was with one of my buddies his niece one of his nieces like i remember she was just a little kid and then now I just seen her recently because I haven't seen her in like forever. Mm-hmm. I seen a photo of her, and now she's like a teenager now. I'm like, holy crap! I didn't. I was kind of like, I'm like, how did you grow up so fast? Right, right. You just blink an eye, and they look totally different. Yeah, I was actually just going through uh, pictures on my phone yesterday, deleting some old pictures and stuff, and saw pictures of me and my little brother back when he was just a little dude. Mm. Um, and it's like, man, he's he's grown up so much in the last several years, obviously. Um, yeah. Yeah, with, like, my niece, he, like, she was nine months, you know, playing with her, and now she's 15. Mm-hmm. And she just turned 15, I'm like, oh my gosh. That's crazy. Yeah, that's gotta be crazy. It is. Yeah, she, she pretty much born the same year I graduated, you know, and so, That's like, the same with my little brother, yeah. Yeah, I graduated, and two months later, she came around, it's like, oh my gosh, it's just crazy. My brother was bragging about it, too, because... She was born on the same day that Barry Bronze broke the home run record. Oh, that's cool. That's really cool. And so he's like, yeah, yeah, my, you know, it's my child's chosen. He's like rubbing our faces. And then later on, Barry Bonds got like, I guess he got called up because he got, he was taking steroids and all this uh-huh. kind of stuff. And like everybody else playing baseball at that time. Pretty much. <laughs> it's just so funny. It's crazy that, especially like with Mark McGuire, like he got uh, his own brother called him out on it. Like oh, really? pretty much turned him in. Mm-hmm. And he actually... He said. He actually said, "Okay, look at this year's photo, and then the following year's photo. You see the huge difference. Literally, see, yeah. Because like you see him like kind of like slimmed uh, and toned and everything. I don't but, know, but in baseball, does it really matter? Like as long as you're taking like safe steroids that aren't mm-hmm. gonna like destroy your body or you know destroy you. But like you know, I, I hear that about this on a lot of like the Joe Rogan podcast and this and mm-hmm. that. Like as long as it's not like a full contact sport like football or MMA or something like that. Like." Why not let him juice a little bit? You know what yeah, I mean? No, exactly. Why not see a hundred fucking home runs a game or Dude, whatever? You know? No, because now they're talking about like how the games are a little bit longer now because you know you see the batters coming up. They take their time doing their whole mm-hmm. whole pregame ritual, like pretty much to do a little ritual thing, and then they finally are ready to go. Yeah. And then they pause because of commercials. Right. Got to get their advertisements in, and then just a whole bunch of stuff, and so. That's what they're trying to figure out. Like, how do we make it more entertaining? Because it's like, it's just been like on. Because they said like, it, on average, a game like over 30 to 45 minutes longer. That's crazy. That's actually, and baseball's already so long as is. Like, I can't sit there and watch a whole baseball game. Especially, especially like the the championship, the World Series, you know, you know, especially like the games that play in New York. Like, you know. It's pretty much nine o'clock here, ten o'clock. Yeah, and they're still going it's a three strong. Three hour difference, yeah. And then they're like at one, two in the morning over there, and they're like, "All right, we're gonna go. We're gonna keep playing." I'm like, "Oh my gosh, dude!" Like, I can't. I'm just imagining the kids, like you know, uh-huh. probably not going to school. Or they go to school the next right. day, like if they team one, their team one. Mm-hmm. It's just like how, like I would be so exhausted. I would like now skipping out. Yeah, I mean, if your family cares enough about the World Cup to where you're staying up that late, I'd imagine you're probably skipping there. They care enough to let you skip school, yeah, you know what I mean? like or whatever it may be, or work if you're that age kind of thing. Um, hopefully, be responsible and you know get some time off ahead of time. But yeah. that's also hard to do, like because um, playoffs, and you never know if you're. I mean, baseball and 
uh, basketball a little bit different because there's seven games or whatever in a series. Yeah. Um, but like when I went to Florida a couple years ago for the playoff game, yeah. um, no, I think when you no they had Tampa had a were they the one I can't remember if they're a one seed or not. But like it's like are they going to play next week? Are they going to play this week? And mm. like I had to get the tickets like the week I went to the to the to the game essentially get the the hotel and all that stuff and of course it's all jacked up because I I um, just saw the post of uh hold on I just saw the post of uh the of, like the most expensive ticket compared to the cheapest ticket so this Super Bowl this Sunday the cheapest ticket is four thousand four hundred five dollars mm-hmm. and the most expensive is twenty two thousand two hundred seventy five. So I wonder if it got, is it as expensive as the one that we watched at uh, Riley's and uh, Everett's. Um, that one has it been a year already? Holy crap! I think so. Yeah. 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 That one. Um, That's intense. That's because it was in L.A. and L.A. was yeah, playing this... in it, so the tickets were outrageous for that game. Oh my gosh! I can't believe that. Well, that's kind of like, yeah, like then same thing with like uh, NCAA, like because you know how Duke and North Carolina, the biggest rivalry in especially in basketball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like college basketball. They're they, always up there, yeah. Yeah, no, they're pretty much they said like a like a couple of years ago they said like their ticket prices were rivaling the Super Bowls. Like that's, that's nuts. even like that's the, crazy. Keep in mind like how small that court is. Like front uh-huh. like front side like you're right there like on the court uh-huh. line. It's like it's crazy crazy expensive. I'm like jeez. That's so nuts to think about because like when I went to that game I was talking about I thought I spent a lot. I mean not a lot. Obviously, you can get a lot more expensive. Yeah. But I got front row seats, and they were nine hundred. Okay. And now you can get nosebleeds at the Super Bowl for five grand. It's the cheapest you can go. Like, so like, it's just crazy the difference in prices between different types of games, and uh, it's the same sport, same thing going on. But mm. it's like who they, you know, how they have the championship game and the specific players that they like or teams that they like and stuff. Yeah, because I saw because there's one time I spent a time like okay because especially the commercials like every year it goes up so much mm-hmm. like how like it costs like for example one year it'd be like fifty million dollars mm-hmm. the next year it'd be fifty two like and, thirty seconds of advertising yeah just yeah. for thirty seconds and it just keeps going up and up and up and it's just like oh my gosh they make a crap ton of money though but mm-hmm. still it's like that's so right. much we have know. so much viewership like it's damn near everyone in adult in America mm. that watches the Super Bowl at this point. It's uh, definitely the biggest sport uh, by far. You know, mm. regular regular, like, regular season games are outperforming playoff in uh, uh, what's the, the NBA championship games. You know, they're, mm. they get more viewerships than, than those, this regular, you know, games during the year. And it's, uh, so yeah. you definitely see that America cares a lot more about uh, football than any other sport. Well, Other yeah. than maybe soccer, because soccer has that worldwide kind of thing. Yeah, but. it's it's soccer here in the United States. It's starting to build. It's starting to, you know, you compared it like ten years ago. It's a huge black and white difference. How like it like the popularity, how much the fan base. It definitely got a lot more popular this year, right? especially I feel it. Yeah, especially during the World Cup. Like he's now that like people are recognized. Like we have a national team that's doing all these. And then with tournaments. the girls team winning a few years back. Yeah, like two in a row, mm-hmm. and so and then and then like a lot of players are like, "Are you serious?" Like I remember two thousand nineteen. There was like four tournaments, soccer tournaments going all at the same time. You have the Gold Cup, then you have like Copa America, which is a South American Cup, mm-hmm. and then you have the World Cup, and I forgot. And then there was like the Euros. I think it was the Euros, but I think it was like another tournament. But there were like all these tournaments going on at the same time. What planners did this? <laughs> I know. And then like, because one of the players, well, the women's national team, on on our team, she actually complained about that. It's like. 
How do you schedule two finals on the same day, especially right. the World Cup? Like I know of all of all soccer tournaments, to pay attention to the World Cup is the one you probably want to pay attention. to. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Not scheduled during. Yeah, I know because it's like honestly, if this was a men's World Cup, you would set this that final all by itself. They would shut down everything. But now right. that you put it like you put our World Cup final on the same day as a different like tournament too, mm-hmm. it's just like it's just so it's just crazy. How do you expect the players to go to different places and be their yeah. their best team at their best form? Yeah, when they're uh, have to go to different different continents, even yeah, know, to be able to play different and teams, different chemistry and such. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You, you that's like that's the thing about like friend, what they do with friendlies. It's like they kind of like pretty much just find like the chemistry of the players, mm-hmm. and so try to figure out how to make a good team. All right. But honestly, there kind of comes a point where it's like, those even, don't even matter at all, because mm-hmm. they're just like, you know, they're just like, they don't wait throwaway games. Even, I was liking them because, you know, the national teams are playing, but at the same time, it's like, it doesn't really mean anything at all in the It's end. almost like practice. Pretty much, that's what it is. It's just practice, you know, because every January, the, our, the, our national team does like their January camp, mm-hmm. and so what they do is like, they grab players like pretty much up and coming players put them on a team and then just like start playing other national teams mm-hmm. and so test people and develop and mm-hmm. nothing beats in-game experience you exactly know what I mean? exactly um, yeah yeah nothing will be in-game experience you can mock it up practice it as many times as you want but oh when you're gosh. in a real game real emotions real adrenaline everything mm-hmm. going on it's it's totally different you can't you can't fake it in any sport and any sport. you hear about it all the time of football, soccer, whatever it is. Um, yeah, it's like it's all discipline too. It's like a lot of people are like, I want to be the greatest player, and then like that's the quote. One of the quotes I have been hearing a lot too is like, hard work beats talent every day, mm-hmm. every day. Yeah, well, the thing talent doesn't want to work hard no. a lot of the time because they can get away with, oh, I'm faster than you. I don't need to, you know, do this extra extra sprint because I'm just going to be faster than I'm going to get to the the end before them anyways. Why do I need to have extra cardio? It's like, well, you can sprint fast, of uh-huh. course, but can I'm you... already I'm already strong. Why do I need to lift more weights? Kind of exactly. thing. Exactly. You know, like they, if you're talented, you already you you're able to cut corners, and it's um, people fall into that trap of taking the easy way, and you know this living off that talent yeah for me it's like if you were if you know if talent was all you needed and i'm sure like especially in soccer it's like i'm sure you can get around the defender i'm sure you can score from 18 yards away right like try and look but if it was talent if it was if you didn't need hard work i'm sure you can just kick the ball go right in the goalkeeper right. will just you know won't be able to catch it even though they will go for mm-hmm. it kind of thing and so there's a reason that we don't put lebron in the world cup you know what i mean <laughs> i know he's one of our best athletes but you don't see him in i mean don't get me wrong, it's at the end of the day, it's choice or whatever. But um, still, you want people that have trained and worked hard. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's not just being the most biggest, athletic, fastest person in the world isn't always the best. No, that's what happened this World Class World Cup. Saudi Arabia, oh my gosh, they were playing friendlies like crazy. Like, I think they played six games before the World Cup started. Oh, really? Like, they pretty much brought in all their players, started training, playing all these games, and then. Their first game, they played against Argentina, mm-hmm. and they beat them two one. Oh, really? Argentina's a good team, right? Yeah, they just won it. Oh, okay, uh, that's the yeah they just won it, and so a lot of people were shocked. I'm like, how did the Saudi Arabia team figure this out? Right. But, and so, but they're having that chemistry, I bet. Yeah, having that chemistry games. and actually putting in the work too, trying to figure it out, and so that's how they beat. Because like, I saw all the highlights and the goals that they scored, and I'm like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. like especially the goal that that they scored to win it it's just like a beautiful 
because they were pretty much they got it like outside the box. They were like passing it, and this guy saw some space, saw some time, kicked it, curved it around, and just went in top corner. That's nice. And it was just soccer's so fun to play. Yeah, it is. It is. It's a lot of fun. Um, I catch myself watching it on occasion, but like it's definitely not something that I'll pull up to watch even. Mm. I maybe one of these years I'll watch the World Cup, but uh, well, you got time. You got like three more years. Yeah, <laughs> we're we're hosting it too. Oh, really? Shoot. So, That's cool. so it's Can. This is gonna be the first time three countries are hosting. It. It's USA, Canada, and Mexico. Okay, that's cool. So it's gonna be fun just to be in the tournament or be uh-huh. being the country. That will definitely bring popularity to America for it. Like, well, yeah, it was bringing momentum too because especially like we we had all these tournaments, all these World Cups happening, and you see little by little like the national team growing. Mm-hmm. Especially like the one like in two thousand eighteen, the national team didn't qualify. And so what ended up happening was, you know, after that, they're like, okay, we need to start mm-hmm. going. We need to actually start building, putting more, like, teams. Especially when I see people get behind the women's team. Mm. You know, women's team's doing good. You get the popularity behind that. You need to see the difference in men's sport compared to women's sport in every, you know, the popularity at least, you know. Mm. Uh, don't get me wrong. I love watching the, uh, the females fight and stuff in MMA. That's some of the better fights. Or, or the female fights and uh, no, other I, female sports are. I mean, I don't really want to watch the WNBA because, like, you yeah. know, they they're not quite that talent. I mean, they are talented. They're the most talented female basketball mm. players in the world. But then you go watch the NBA and it's like, okay, come on, well, I want to see these crazy dunks and this and that. Well, and, the thing is, like, Shaq pulled it out, pulled out a point too. He actually made a good point too, because what they do is like it's like a regulation thing where like the hoops have to be like ten feet tall. Uh-huh. Yeah. And he said, like, in volleyball, they actually lowered the nets just a couple inches. And that's why you see, like, all these, like, the women's volleyball, they're just, like, slamming the ball, spiking, uh-huh. like, all these awesome plays. Yeah. And he said, like, if the WNBA did the same thing, where they lowered the hoops just a couple inches, you would see a lot more dunks, uh-huh. a lot more better plays. That makes sense. They do have a smaller ball, but yeah. they, they uh, I, I mean, I don't know if it's smaller. It's definitely different. Um, I'm assuming it's smaller. Mm. Um, but that would be smart. Yeah, lower, lower it few inches you know um and i'm sure there are plenty of at least a few girls in the WNBA that can dunk and do all these crazy things that any of the guys can do but it's just a frequency like every night you can pull up just about any nba game you're gonna see some crazy dunk that you're like how the hell that guy even pulled that off yeah like damien litter he did like a three quarter full court shot Uh uh-huh and then they have those crazy long shots yeah you know see them that uh, I don't remember what was it last year I think uh, I don't I follow basketball a little bit not a whole lot but uh, Lillard just sat there like pretty much on the half court court line with Paul George right in front of his face Paul George didn't think he was gonna shoot so he kind of like oh, backed yeah. off and he was like this thing I'm just gonna make it from like how many almost from the half yeah, yeah, yeah I remember like, that that was so casual like, that was to go into like farther in the playoffs uh-huh. yeah, yeah I game winning shot I'm like bro. I was like, like, oh. Not the stuff you're not going to see in the WNBA and what people don't realize when it comes, like, yeah, the obviously the female athletes deserve to get, probably get paid more, but it's an entertainment business at the end of the day. Yeah, Um, exactly. And you're paying for entertainment. And that's what all people don't realize, like, oh, these athletes get paid so much. They they don't deserve it. These other people deserve more. And I'm like, yeah, true. They probably don't get paid. They don't, don't, dribbling a ball that much doesn't deserve a billion dollars or a million dollars or whatever, but. The entertainment is providing you and millions of other people. Exactly. And the and then, sp- sponsorships they can throw in front of your face you go. while you're watching it kind of thing. Like, that's that's the money they're making. It's not because they're um, good at dribbling the ball or whatever. It's because they're 
it's massive entertainment. Yeah. You know? And so this is also their livelihood. This is what they're making a living off of. And then also at the same time, they're renting out the, the stadium. Because mm-hmm. in the end, like, it's their home stadium, but it's actually, like, owned by, like, I think, like, by the city. Yeah. Um, or something like that. Yeah, it's normally owned by the city because uh, the billionaires will put, like, or the owners of the the teams will put like a down payment or whatever. Yeah. I don't know if it's like down payment or they'll pay continuously or whatever, yeah. but they'll pay part. But then really the city will pay the bigger portion. Yeah. Um, of whatever stadium it is, but and it kind of makes sense because like, yeah, you would like these billionaires to pay for their own stadiums, but then mm-hmm. again, the stadium gets used for how many different things? You know, yeah. There's you some... go up to the Modus or Modus or whatever the Blazers play, and you get basketball, you get basketball, you get concerts, you get this, you get yeah. that. You know, you get all these different things that can come here, and it's making the city money um, at the end of the day. So it, it kind of makes more sense than the first time I thought about it. Mm-hmm. But uh, also, you, you know, these billionaires make so much freaking money. You'd know, wish cool. they'd put, put some back into into the community. Yeah, because that's what Mark Cuban does. Like, he owns the Dallas Mavericks, and so having him just be at the, at the games almost every day... Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh, that must be nice. You yeah. can just walk right in because he owns it. So yeah. it's just like it's a, it's a, I think uh, Jay-Z is talking about buying the Washington Commanders. The mm-hmm. the Redskins or whatever, yeah. the Commanders, their owner is going to be forced to sell because of uh, some fraud stuff. And then oh, really? uh, constant, like, I swear every year there's new, like, sexual assault allegations or something coming out of that. Out of, out of the Washington Commanders. That's what I heard on, like, for the Eagles. One of the players got, like, he got, like, rape charges put on him or something like that. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that... yeah, one offensive lineman. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, one of the players. But, um... So, that's why... Right I... before the Super Bowl, too. Like, I'm like, Come on, bro. bro. Keep like, your dick in your pants. Come exactly. on. <laughs> exactly. Just, like... Yeah. Even if you're not about to make billions of, or millions of dollars or whatever, you know, it's, like, it's not that hard to... It, it not do that. I know, exactly. <laughs> Pretty straightforward. Exactly. It's like you have to, like, you know, just learn to control yourself, dude. It's just like, fuck. Right. It's like, hey, when you guys do that, it's like you're doing well, then all of a sudden you see all these allegations. But then again, there's people that just want their allegations just to, like, yeah. they're just waiting on the right uh, time to, you know, they're at stardom. They're, like, you know, right. ready to go to a big game, like the mm-hmm. Super Bowl. And then all of a sudden, like, oh, he did this. I'm like, yeah. And there's obviously people that lie and people that don't. But, like, I don't know. I'm under the belief that you should believe them but no there's an innocent until proven guilty thing but in these situations you almost want to believe the victim first mm-hmm. and you know you don't want to disregard their feelings and what they're they're saying because if it, it does turn out to be true which a lot of the times it is mm-hmm. you know you don't want to uh, disregard and let that person that uh person that victimized the one person be able to go out and do it uh to others and a lot of time those people that do that kind of stuff are really well at hiding it like we were talking about earlier you know, it seems like some of the nicest people in the world end up being sexual predators or whatever it may yeah. be. Um, you never even even think kind of thing, and it's, I don't know. Yeah, it's just like, it's just because, like, that's how it's been, too. Like, all these, like, especially in the past few years, everybody's just been claiming and just saying, like, all the, like, the actors from the 80s, yeah. like, Sylvester Stallone, he got, like, he got a charge on put on him, Arnold Schwarzenegger, like, all these actors from the 80s. So it's just like, geez. And then with a lot of those, it's like, okay, well, it could be, there's a good chance that there's a, it could be true, because like, you know, back then, it's really hard to speak up about those kind of things. You got the mm-hmm. Me Too movement or whatever else now, you know, a lot of women are, it's a lot easier for women, it's not, it's not the easiest thing in the world by any means, but it's a lot easier now than it was then to speak mm-hmm. up about those uh, kind of, so you can see why women would wait till now to say something to an extent, but also like, 
know, there's always there's always a chance that they're lying. Yeah. And it can ruins people's careers, ruins people's lives. I mean, even look at the we were just talking about that seventy so guy that uh, um, I'm pretty sure the charges were dropped off him, and they still won't put him on a ninety show. No, they won't. Uh, just because those charges were tied to him at one point. Um, I haven't looked at a trial. I don't know if it's true, not whatever happened on it. But like, yeah, once you have those tied to you, it's hard. and for almost for pretty good reason, nobody wants to touch touch you anymore. Yeah, like because that's what I heard too. Like I heard the trial was still going or something like that. Is it still going? Yeah, me and my I, friends were just talking about it a little bit last night because yeah. we're they're watching the '90s show right yeah. now. Okay, and so I like how like some of the old cast are coming back, mm-hmm. or at least the main cast, but. Daniel Marston, that's I think that's his name. Yeah. And so pretty much, I didn't hear much about it. Where it's, I just know like he got charged for like, like not slave, like 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 sex slaves or something or something like sexual assault. But like, like he got like crazy, like it had like a crazy detail to it. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm trying to remember, but but I could be wrong on that. But it's just like trying to figure out like okay. Like, you go from there, and then, like, I guess, like, they, like, from the producers are, like, being interviewed, it's like, yeah, we're not going to have them again. Yeah. Of that. So it like, makes it's... sense. So, you'd rather be safe than sorry, because, like, when it does come out true, you're going to have to completely redo everything, you know? Like, you don't want to be associated. Like, like I was saying, my, my old dude that I considered a friend for a, quite a long time, yeah. as soon as I heard that he was not taking note of answers, especially towards minors, I'm like, screw this guy. I don't want to be associated with this. This is embarrassing, not just mm. to me, but, like how uncomfortable those girls must feel. I don't want to bring this guy around and make the girls in my life feel like that. You know what I mean? As a producer, you don't want to bring that kind of person around and make your, your employees uncomfortable kind of thing. Yeah. Um, uh, But then again, if it's not true and you've ruined a whole person's career, millions of dollars and livelihood, you know, that's, just as shitty, you know, know. it's really bad. Yeah. Cause going back to my friend, I got, that got charged. He got he got thirty years mm. in jail, deserving. <laughs> you know, if it exactly. if it's true, you know, I mean, I didn't see no, the trial that, or anything, but you no, know. like for it, no, it was. They actually did like the trial last year, last January. It's been a year. Oh my gosh, it's been a year. It's so it's so we're pretty much. It's like my buddy who was really close friends with them. It's like he asked me. He's like, "Do you want to give him? You know, try you know give give your give him your number so you can like stay in contact with him? You know, mm-hmm. kind of thing." And so I was like, "Yeah." Just to know that he's supportive, you know, we're, like, praying for him and stuff like that. But it's just kind of just hard to think about, like, we were in high school at the same time as he was doing all this kind right, of stuff. Right, you're actively hanging out and being friends with this person, and you had no idea kind of thing. And all the things that he told me, it just comes comes unraveled because it's like... Start thinking about it a little bit more kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, it's like, it's like I can't look at him the same way, you know. It's kind of hard to, like, call him a friend anymore. It's just, like, it's just heartbreaking because, like, we're good friends. And then all of a sudden, he just, like, mm-hmm. you find something out like this. It's just like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. So pretty much by the time he's, like, in his 60s, he'll be out. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, like, you know, my buddy try Because the thing is, it's, like, if he wants to make a phone call from jail, he has, like, they have, the family has, like, a time card mm-hmm. that actually have to put money. I think it's, like, 10 cents a minute or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And so, pretty much, it's like, they have to, like, be cautious. Even my buddy, he tried, because his family's kind of weird. It's They're kind of, like, selective in terms of, like, who they need to talk to, who they want to call, and stuff like that. So, what they do is, like, they, you know, we gave them the number, but my buddy never heard from him, ever. Like, he's like, here's the information, here's our information, let's talk, and but never got anything. Weird. So. These things happen, 
uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just it really sucks that like it's so common. It's and it's with people that you wouldn't even realize doing it. Mm. And uh, uh, afterwards, at least for myself, it makes you want to like pay that much more attention to the people you're associating yourself with, no. um, and not be around that kind of behavior. Yeah, because because that's what happened. Well, that's what happened to me too. Like when I was in in high school, cross country. Thing is, like we got to this like this uh, this Adidas invitation up in Portland, mm-hmm. and so the tradition is like the school the team would actually go to like Olive Garden or like at least a nice restaurant the mm-hmm. night before the race uh-huh. to you know have a dinner, and then we had to draw like names from a hat to be like who's our date mm-hmm. kind of thing. So this one girl, she got me and this other kid you know, as her dates kind of thing. So we're like having dinner. I was sitting next to her. And then all of a sudden she comes out later online that I grabbed her leg. No one believed me. Uh I was like, I was just having a great time eating, talking with other people. And then all of a sudden she's like, she starts, she tells a coach, she tells people like, you you know, why are you doing this? I'm like, I I did not do anything. I might've bumped her leg when I got up. Right. And people can like, a lot of times with females, like, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not one, so I can't really put myself in that perspective. But I mean, I've lived around a lot of them. Like, you want to be, I feel like they would want to be on guard in those situations where, like, mm-hmm. yeah, your accidental brush made to them actually seem like you're trying to touch their leg because some guys will actually do that, where like they actually brush them just for the chance to touch them, kind of yeah. thing. You know, you see those guys all the time when they're walking past a girl, they got to grab them by their hips and or whatever else, and I'm like, it's so I can see why girls would want to be on guard about that kind of stuff but um it sucks being accused when you don't you know you had none of those intentions no kind of thing. like even her like all the my friends that i got along with they actually like kind of like going on her side i'm like i did not touch her i did, right. not, touch her. I did right. not like i was like fighting tooth and nail i couldn't do anything you know because there was like oh why'd you do it and, like, right the more you deny it the more guilty you seem yeah pretty much and then afterwards it all finally came around circle. Like they, everyone started finding out that how she lied about whole, not just that, but mm-hmm. everything else. Uh-huh. And even one of my buddies, he told me like she lied. I'm like, I'm sorry about that, Carlos. Mm-hmm. I'm like, didn't I tell you? I'm like, right. I told you. Right. I was literally in his yeah. face. I'm like, I told you, uh-huh. but no, no right, one believed right. me. They just so dead set on it. Oh gosh, it was so <laughs> annoying. It was just like, like yeah, and so like a lot of the air cleared up, and so it's like that's good. And, good. Yeah, I think she was a freshman my senior year, and we gra- I graduated. And then hearing stories from afterwards, like she just went through like this weird uh-huh. phase and changed stuff like that. Yeah. So it's just like I'm sure she had her own demons and things she was going on through her life and stuff, and made her think that it was the right decision to do. But you yeah. know, at the end of the day, you're you're affecting someone's life really in a bad way. Yeah, like, you know. And if you really, you would hope if like she really thought that you're grabbing her leg or trying to make some kind of pass or something that she'd be able to tell you to screw off or like hey that's not okay at the very least kind of thing but then again that's you know a lot of guys don't take no for an answer a lot of guys will get aggressive and violent or whatever in those if you if, when when women speak up in those situations so like i see why it's hard for them to do it also mm. in those situations they just want to go tell someone else and you know especially authority figure like you're saying your coaches or whatever yeah. you know, to make sure it doesn't happen again but um i'm kind of i look back i'm like how did i not get kicked off the team right right i was innocent but still it's like it got comes to a point where because my coach was kind of one of those guys like i don't care who you are if you're great but if you do all these kinds of weird things mm-hmm. you'll be i'm kicking you off the team yeah 
And so it was just like, I was like, I didn't do anything. I'm trying. I was just like so dumbfounded on it. Mm -hmm. And so it's just like whole like, all right, I'm going to be on my own. I'm not going to do anything. You know, it's relief when it all comes out, the the truth comes out. And most of the time it does. 99% of the time, the truth eventually will come out. Mm -hmm. And even so, hopefully like, for the better yeah even one of my buddy who hung out with her a lot a lot a lot like they were good buddies mm-hmm. they were like we got they just i guess he got cut off mm-hmm. like she was like it was just like she had a hard life i think because her parents were divorced but mm-hmm. but at the same time where it's like you come to a point where you just start like lying to people and using people it's like right yeah, it's just right now i had a a buddy one of my old best friends it was kind of not a, with a sexual fault or anything like that but it was kind of a situation where he he honestly didn't have like that bad of upbringing upbringing mm-hmm. his dad was kind of a dick and i had never personally saw it but apparently he was a little abusive when he was oh. his dad was abusive when he was younger but he ended up living with his mom and being out of that situation for the most part um but the dude still had his demons he had epilepsy which he was very embarrassed oh, of and um yada yada and eventually he you know um I moved in with his family when I moved to Salem. That's how I got my, my inn in Salem. And then me, him, and my current roommate all got an apartment together, uh, thinking that my buddy Kyle, the one that I'm talking about right now, he would get a job and we'd get a bigger apartment. Mm. And eight months later, still had to pay the diamond rent. And um, so we eventually kicked him out and never got a job, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then I still want to be friends with him because he's still mm. one of my really good friends. And mm. this eventually, it's he would come over to him me and my roommate would get we eventually got a different place and whatever and he I'd invite Kyle over and uh he'd come over with his backpack just full of empty Robotussin bottles that he stole from Safeway and Dollar Tree and uh, just high off Molly in the middle of fucking Wednesday. Like, bro, like I understand wanting to do party drugs on occasion. I've never personally done it. He's mm-hmm. the reason I stopped experimenting as much as I did. <laughs> like he was a buddy that I was experimenting some stuff with, but then seeing him it's like, okay, no, I don't actually want to do that. Yeah. Kind of thing. But yeah, he's like Taking party drugs, Molly, middle fucking Wednesday, walking down the street, coming over to my house, like, bro, we need to get on my level, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, dude, I'm sitting here trying to smoke weed, like, chill, like, chill, relax. Chill. I worked all day. I want to I wanna smoke weed and chill. Like, I know, exactly. Um, like, the only thing I smoked is, like, cigars. Uh-huh. And so, pretty much, I did kind of got, like, a little, the, the you know, the hot box uh-huh. effect to it kind of thing. The closest time I came to was, like, the Super Bowl party kind of thing. Oh, yeah, I remember we did smoke a little bit then, yeah. And so... But there are times it's like, because I remember during the eclipse, they did like, they had like a band playing in uh, in the park here in, in Monmouth, like uh-huh. the Main Street Park. Yeah. But so the crowd's there, the music's playing, we're having a great time. And then during the whole course, he, I smell the weed smoke mm-hmm. coming in yeah. on occasion. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> Needless to say, I got a little hungry, you know. Right, right. I don't know. You got to be careful with that and person because like i think about it like cigarettes like i don't want to smell cigarettes mm. you know i hate to smell cigarettes people think that same about thing about weed so like doing it out in public you gotta pick and choose your places yeah you know what i mean yeah uh, so for me it's like well when the summer when it gets warmer i go out in the backyard smoke my cigar mm-hmm. drink my whiskey yeah put on classical music and look up in the stars right. and so heck yeah that sounds like a really nice time i've never been really one to smoke tobacco but mm. you know a little drink here and there you know i've never tried a cigar i don't know if i'd like it probably not but it doesn't hurt to try. You right, know, right. I think I have one you can try. If not, we'll get some. And so... Yeah, maybe one of these days when we're all hanging out or something. Yeah. Um, and so... Uh, bah, 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 bah. So me, 
Jay and Paul, we have like a little get together. We just smoke cigars and drink whiskey in the back. So, That's so when we ever get the chance to come around, I'll we'll, you know hit you up. Yeah, so. please. Yeah, no, I wanna. I really enjoy hanging out with you guys. I was. Yeah. I've been telling Alex this quite a bit. Um, I, you guys are a cool friend group. I really like <laughs> hanging out with you guys and leaving FedEx like I was where it wasn't. You know, I was more occasional, barely coming around. It, yeah. I don't know if upsetting is the right word, but it definitely sucked not seeing you guys as much and not yeah. hanging out with you guys as much and. You know, going to those various parties that Jay's and Alex's is always a ton of fun. Yeah. Um, so, you know, anytime you guys are doing something and I'm free, I'm always yeah. down to... Sounds good. Yeah. Sounds good. You guys are all good people. I like good people, you know. Oh, thanks. Yeah, we appreciate it. Yeah. There are times we talk, we tell ourselves, that's like, how do we not scare each other off? Right. right? <laughs> <laughs> We're all so weird, but in a... It's like, how... Like, and we reached a point where like, it's too late. You had right. that chance to leave. Right. Two months ago. Now you're in it for life. You're yeah. in, bro. Don't... You know too much. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know too much about my life. Hey, you can't let this information out. I got to keep you close. <laughs> exactly. And so, it's all about... What time is it? Oh my gosh, almost six. All right. Yeah. Well, well, we can. It's a good time to call again. You know. Yeah, yeah. Whenever you're ready. Yeah. So, you know, I want to keep you late. Yeah, All right. It was a lot of fun. I I enjoyed it. Just sitting there having a conversation with a good person. So yeah. Cool. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. So next time, the plan is here's the next plan is uh later this month uh-huh. since we're waiting for my schedule to change because yeah you're going to Tuesday through Saturday. Right? Yes, because the whole you know they finally hired more people kind of thing. Are you still switching? I'm still switching. And so now they'll be hiring someone. They hired another switcher. So, is it that uh, girl that's been helping Eugene split hour? No, no, I, not not the not the older lady, not the older Asian lady. Or no, whatever. I know who you're talking about, but it's it's I don't know the whole details. Yeah. We're just waiting. But Miranda's told me it's like she can't say a whole lot because, and you know, she's waiting for everything to be official. That makes know? sense. So you need to give out false information. And yeah, change. she told me on. Saturday or Sunday, like, yeah, that you know, they finally gotten someone to come in for as a switcher, so schedule to be changed and everything. So it's kind of nice to have an extra person instead, yeah. instead of just me and Roger. Uh-huh. And so, so that way, like, throughout pretty much any time during the week, there's gonna be two switchers. That's good, but that's good. Yeah, it's hard to overlap two people, you know, you gotta have your days off. Oh, well, I know because during peak, we Roger and I we worked six days a week mm-hmm. for like five, six weeks, mm-hmm. so it's just like this. Checks were nice, but at the same time, right. I'm like, I do not want to come into this. Your sanity, yeah. Uh, no, I'm working seven days a week right now, and it's like, bro, I really don't want to go in tonight, but my wallet says otherwise. <laughs> no, I no, that's what Ray did for Ray and Eugene. Eugene but... still is, other than he had that, like, three days where he was sick. Other than that, since peak, he's been doing seven days, is what yeah. he told me, at least. Yeah, because he's been trying to find another job, too. And so, he did try to, he did get... An interview at a Walmart, but the way they were running it, it was just a complete chaos. He's like, I'm not going to work here, you know? Like, Right. So. I should offer him. I'm going to be a, potentially, a, I've talked to the owner of the company that I, I'm working for, Paintino. Okay. He wants to make me a job site manager when I come back next. and Ooh. So I'll be wanting to hire painters. Maybe I'll hire Eugene. <laughs> there you go. I mean, a little, you know, nothing too crazy of a job. Just paint and yeah. for a few hours. I don't know how he feels about ladders. But other than that, it's well, he's up in the split tower, so yeah. I think he, I think he should well, be fine. I, I don't know the ta- the split tower compared to the you know thirty foot forty foot ladder <laughs> going up on a daily basis. You know, um, no, I get that. A little different, but no, yeah. I get that. Cool, cool. But yeah, like we're also saying, but once everything's set later this month, if everything works out, I'll have everybody I did a podcast with. Mm-hmm. 
in the next room because it's a lot more bigger uh-huh. and we're all doing a party podcast cool yeah so all uh, of us are just drinking and hanging out talking it's gonna yeah. be interesting everyone talking over each other but right <laughs> but it's Good gonna like be editing that one <laughs> yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting one but i'm excited i'm uh-huh. excited so. yeah, no, i definitely love to be part of that and then yeah. uh i don't know anytime you're interested in another podcast you know i don't do much so i'd love to yeah keep coming having conversations and whatnot yeah, that'd be great. I'm I'm excited. So I know I didn't get to talk about D and D or magic. Or <laughs> next stuff. time, next right, time. Right. I know there. I actually had a list too. Of like oh, that's what? Cool. That's cool. But we got like a good, like yeah. three, four topics of it. So yeah, we're it was good. a fun time. I had a good great, time. Great. All right, James. Thank you so much. Yeah, of course. Great. Good talking, right. Carlos. Yeah, it's good talking too. All right, nos vemos. See you, everybody.